Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the next episode of the Keep Rolling podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Rob O'Regan. And you're joined by myself, Dylan Virgo. Um, and on today's first actual episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about, you know, the space that we see the podcast filling, you know, people that we can expect to have on the podcast, uh, what inspires the podcast. Um, and then we're just going to be touching as well on the BJJ or MMA scene in Ireland um, and the different clubs within that um, our experiences with you know the health and fitness scene and our transition to BJJ our opinions on that um, and then just our ultimate goals as well for ourselves um, and then we'll just wrap it up then after that really but um, yeah so we're just going to chat about what space we see the podcast actually filling um, and do you want to start on that Rob first or do you want me to to take the rein here yeah so um where we originally kind of saw a space for the podcast to to kind of set itself in was um a bit of a lack of discussion between clubs uh yeah. when we started jiu-jitsu ourselves um we definitely noticed like a, a bit of a hesitation between clubs uh, with regards to talking about different athletes different competitions coming up yeah and open mats are actually a really handy um kind of mechanic that you see all over bjj um it's something you don't see in many other combat sports either yeah um and i feel like open mats are fantastic for bringing on the standard of the sport like kind of sharing knowledge in an area and um just overall helping the development of a load of athletes all the way from white belt to black belt yeah like it's it's opening up your opportunities for different styles different roles but even aside from open mats like they're not the most popular thing every week and not everyone Mm. gets to roll with people from different clubs yeah so um i definitely saw the podcast as a way of helping clubs to integrate um definitely clubs around cork just get a bit more discussion going uh, a bit more integration and hopefully kind of bringing on a bit more recognition of different athletes clubs events and news in uh, jiu-jitsu mma and other combat sports in cork yeah so i suppose i saw the podcast filling a space as well about the whole combat sports um and the sort of entrepreneur entrepreneurialship um within cork as well because as you mentioned there previously like shedding a light on um maybe lesser known athletes that are actually going out and dominating at a national and international level so you know for example uh you know yvonne o'connell uh barry hickey um ben judge uh three um bjj athletes that went and competed in rio and did fucking fantastic um you know it's just sort of about shedding a light on on people like that um because i suppose in my own opinion as well um if you're not on you know the biggest stage if you're not on the ufc if you're not on pfl if you're not on one championship people aren't getting the the recognition that they deserve um for the amount of you know time and effort that they're putting into their own training um so yeah i just seen that kind of space as well but as well as that like even the irish podcasting scene isn't a huge thing there's only sort of uh what's your man's name there's one other um combat sport podcast um is it fans view mma i'm actually not too sure i i can't remember the name of it it's actually very good as well um he we'll look it up and we'll try we'll try link it in the description anyway yeah um, um he's very good as well um he talks to a lot of irish fighters as well that would be like at the top of their vision so you know like your paul buckley's um he had a load of people on as well from the or 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 fighting championship I have no idea <laughs> uh, the one, yeah anyway um, so yeah we just see the exactly podcast exactly a great example of what we need uh, <laughs> <laughs> more, more talk around it exactly um, yeah. but even the fact that um, on, on the topic as well of having people on the pod um, mm. just in quick discussion we were able to name off four five and six yeah. people competing on a national and international level in Cork yeah. and they like they're just tearing the scene up. They're yeah. they're really really representing the place well, 
uh, representing their own gyms as well as like bringing on the development of others in the area mm-hmm. and it's just stuff that you wouldn't have a good inside opinion on um something that we'd love to get them on yeah uh, have a bit more talk about it talk about like you know the standard internationally versus here yeah um like the guys heading over to rio yeah um wondering like how how off the beat is the standard in ireland where people are quite conservative about like you know talking about how good we are or anything yeah but they're taking goals over in the birthplace of jiu-jitsu yeah you know um we'd love to have a handful of people on uh from the jiu-jitsu and mma scene but also from areas outside of that areas of nutrition recovery um fighting business mentors referees and uh hopefully a few others around the area that could impart like a, a decent insight onto it too yeah just a mix of people i suppose that we feel um either need a bit more recognition than what than what they're getting or like we just kind of want to shine a bit of a spotlight on on these people and highlight you know oh these lads are actually doing this um, and they're representing our country. So why the fuck does nobody know about them when yeah. they're they're representing Ireland at these huge, huge international events? Like it's 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 mind boggling. Um, yeah, that actually um, that was a, a huge inspiration for the start of the podcast as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had originally started off in a different gym up in Antioch Jiu Jitsu. Mm. Um, we just did a beginner's course up there um and just for ease of getting to and from training we ended up joining a different gym oceanic uh, a bit closer to home yeah and we had talked to some teammates um down in oceanic or or other people around and we were like oh have you heard of x athlete or whatever yeah they're heading over to wales to compete for like an irish grappling team yeah and there was like no talk of it and it just felt so far in that people that were much more involved with the scene than we were yeah didn't know about someone that was like living a, a 20 minute drive away mm. that was competing internationally in this sport yeah you almost feel fucking like alienated as well knowing about these things and saying it and people are looking at you like who's that yeah or like he's not part of your club so why yeah. do you care sort of thing yeah it just feels it feels very um like dark ages so yeah um ideally <laughs> this will help kind of break that down shine a light on um athletes and what they're doing events in the area and yeah. um a, a little bit of news about it as well um i know irish bjj magazine hmm. started up recently uh they're on instagram and facebook yeah um but you know like it, ideally we'd love to have a lot of these athletes coaches personnel on that are going to be able to give their opinions um experiences and just a bit of chat around it as well yeah um so i suppose we move there to like the irish bjj and mma scene kind of like how we see it where it is now and where do we think it's headed now like sort of a disclaimer like we haven't been in this scene for very long but like i mean it's just sort of two like brand new people coming into that scene almost like our opinions coming from a different background so like initially coming from like i can only kind of speak for myself here but uh, like a kind of sort of bodybuilding centric background where you know you're going to the gym and you're doing this and it's just the same all the time um coming Very in individualized training like training to train as opposed yeah. to taking part in a sport yeah 100 percent um but <laughs> um uh, yeah but yeah um like a, a huge part of it that we feel is a little bit of like of a novel um concept is that we aren't really that experienced in irish bjj or mma yeah. either of them and we don't have too much knowledge on uh, the happenings in bjj or mma in ireland at the moment yeah so that's something that it, it might sound a bit inexperienced at the start but the whole point is that 
as we're learning more there's going to be no like need for a background knowledge yeah um, like there's plenty of white belts blue belts purple belts and upwards that don't have a great knowledge of like things outside of their own gym yeah so as we're learning stuff relaying this talking to athletes or getting inside views on specific events or formats coming up Mm. um, we'd hopefully be able to like kind of impart that in a easy to understand way because we only just about understand it Um, there's going to be no need for background knowledge or mentioning some very hard to pronounce Brazilian name that (laughs) (laughs) you're going to spend 20 minutes googling with terrible uh, spelling (laughs) translation you're just trying to listen to google translate and then put it onto the the thing yeah but um, yeah so like just coming from a bodybuilding centric sort of training background and like I was trying to be heavily involved in that sort of scene um, for a few years. Um, you got the heavy part right in there. But, uh, yeah, so just trying to be, like, greatly involved in that sort of scene for a while to just sort of, not even just falling out of love with that sort of a thing, but, like, just searching for something more or searching for something a bit better, like, and... Um, yeah, so how, like, I personally see the BJJ and MMA scene is that, especially in Ireland, I feel it's it's skyrocketing. Um, the amount of clubs that are starting up now as well um, around Ireland, like a uh, new club there, uh, Rebel BJJ um, in Bishopstown, they're only after up and up there a few months ago. I mean, technically, we're still in... We're still a new club here as well at yeah. Oceanic. I'm sure BJJ Carrigline isn't open for too yeah. long either. That hasn't um, been open very and, long. And that's all three of them are just south side of the city. That's just all yeah. at like a, a couple of small clubs, but a couple of clubs that are doing quite well as well. Um, after competing at multiple competitions, now I'm not saying they're steamrolling mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah, but like the scene here is so competitive, yeah. and it's something that you just would not imagine out of Ireland like a place that predominantly plays field sports yeah you wouldn't expect such a high standard of jiu-jitsu here or MMA either yeah Um, like obviously you have like the likes of SBG they're like Mm. a big well-run chain of gym yeah but the amount of um, athletes that are absolutely taking it to them yeah. across multiple different promotions across multiple different disciplines yeah. and it, it's something that you just wouldn't imagine if you weren't inside the sport like everyone's heard of their Conor McGregor's yeah. but nobody's looking at the other Irish contenders prospects or champions that are in the position he was before he made it there do you know yeah yeah um. But yeah, like you can even you can see like the MMA scene starting starting to take off a bit more now again. Like even the addition to um, Oceanic, uh, the MMA on the Wednesdays with James, um, just kind of really highlights um, you know where where the scene is is starting to go as well. Um, the hunger for it, the yeah, the popularity of the sport. Yeah, um, there's MMA clubs around Cork that. Um, quite literally like at capacity like they're yeah. they're like full trainings all the time and mm-hmm. some members either of them clubs or of other clubs are heading around to different clubs to get like specialized training outside of their own times yeah uh, people heading in for like a pay-as-you-go tie boxing session yeah. or like a like an open mat grappling session yeah because the scene is so like competitive you do have to be a specialist at multiple things yeah, to I, be well-rounded enough to compete at that level. Yeah, and I feel like you said there a while ago as well, Like I think that Conor McGregor sort of paved that way at the start, and then it, people started to get a bit interested in it, um, taking up fighting and stuff like that, and then it mm. dropped off for a small bit. But like with the addition of like Ian Gary and there's one or two of the lads as well, Brad Katona and um, oh, I forgot his other name on The Ultimate Fighter. Brad Katona is Canadian. Yeah, but he trains, he trains <laughs> yeah. in SBG, like <laughs> he trains in Dublin. Like. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah like just the addition of them into the the ultimate fighter there's one or two irish fellas i think people are starting to realize like fuck it hold on here a second like that could be me if i put in a graft Mm. for a few years and really really kind of anchor down and concentrate um you know i could be on the ultimate fighter i could be in the ufc i could be why not like do you know what i mean and ideally we'll be able to as we see more events uh, get around to more gyms we'll be able to give a better picture of what the amateur irish mma bjj scene is yeah and how at least we believe so far that it is that close to a professional level now like the difference between yeah. amateurs and pros years ago is it's just being bridged so much yeah because of like the level of coaching um, yeah, the standards. quality of gyms and the quality of training partners people have access to nowadays yeah the standards have absolutely went up as well over the last few years um, amateurs that are running through good nutrition plans yeah. proper weight cuts strength and conditioning just for enjoying their three or four sessions a week yeah where you had pros there like 20 25 years ago yeah. that were maybe turning up three days a week to just hit a bag really hard <laughs> yeah i know fuck's sake but um yeah um i suppose that kind of leads on as well to the connections between the clubs um for combat sports in ireland um and sort of the positives and negatives associated with that um you you mentioned there previously as well about the the open mats and how great they were um sort of being able to come into a random gym anywhere and just drill with some people that you've never met before um, and kind of just getting that mat time, getting the experience um, against other people that you wouldn't be used to rolling with. Like I know, like especially for myself, rolling with, you know, certain individuals, like you you, you, you kind of have a, a guess at what they're going to be doing yeah. or like you have, you have sort of sort of inclination to their game like and you're like trying to avoid playing into their hands and they're trying to avoid playing into your hands and then at the end of the day it's sort of like it's like no one's really it's a bit of a stalemate where you can't do your best stuff yeah at the same time as like you're avoiding what their game is yeah but if they're to try something kind of outside of their comfort zone it's likely that they're not as proficient with it yeah so that pass that they're trying it's sloppy yeah whereas someone else they they might go to pass and all of a sudden they're extremely dynamic mm. um there's there's cartwheels and surfer passes and and yeah. they're they're jumping uh past your guard and now you have to deal with a different threat yeah. or the same threat as someone in your gym at a different weight class uh, a, d- a different height yeah, um different. all of these things are variables that you're going to mentally try to prepare for yeah. for competition. I was just about to say. But the gyms that are lucky enough that they get to integrate with other people, other athletes, and, you know, just generally kind of sharing around yeah. the competition, the sparring, the roles, they have like kind of live experience with variety. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the exact thing of who you're going up against. Yeah. You don't know usually until the day you get there. Yeah. But just being adaptable to variety is a huge advantage yeah. of what um good communication, good relationships between clubs has fostered. Mm. Um it, it was probably slow to start. Um I know open mats are like a more common thing in BJJ more than anything. Yeah. But like you're you're starting to see MMA athletes now grappling in other gyms for open mats as well and their games are just coming on so much because they're they're grappling with specialists with people who are spending five or six days a week just Just grappling yeah um and so all of a sudden they have to bring themselves to that standard to compete on them open mats or in them gyms yeah and they're bringing that back to their mma gym and working that newfound um level of grappling Mm in with their striking game and all of a sudden a much more well-rounded athlete yeah um now the open mats are fantastic and everything like but i suppose there is the negative side to open mats as well um potentially 
uh, rolling with someone that you might be in competition with soon and sort of them having an idea of oh this guy likes leg locks let me let me fucking um let me drill leg locks with my coach and kind of try counteract their own game um you know what i mean like try try to outdo you at your own game and then on the other side of that you see that oh this guy that i'm rolling with here he likes to do triangles or arm bears from um close guard um let me drill that with my coach so that if i'm in close guard um i'm kind of throwing his game off um and it's just about i suppose like it, it is a positive but it also is a negative like you're getting the information on the people that you potentially could be getting in con uh, competition with especially for local competitions like it yeah it isn't completely blind in that a lot of clubs know at least one or two people from yeah. another club so it's it's not like you're not going to know anyone at a tournament um, yeah these are genuine concerns from people who to be honest we, we've went to two tournaments and like a lot of people from <laughs> from our club or our coach knew a lot of people from a different club and yeah. were able to say like oh they like to play from their back slots they're they're going to jump guard or pull guard yeah and it's not that it's like concerning but it's definitely something that we'd love to touch on a lot more in detail in the future yeah and the positives or negatives of connections between clubs and rolling with uh, technically competitors but just people from other clubs people from the same level different levels and yeah. kind of whether it's in total a plus or a negative yeah it was just i'd like to like preface that what i was saying there was like obviously like the the positives of having an open mat is fan it's fantastic like it's really like the bjj scene the mma scene in cork it's it's like a really strong bond as well between the clubs because they have things that are in common and you know at any point in time me or you could go to a different club on our own and we'd be welcome with open arms like do you know what i mean people be excited to have someone else from a different club there i know especially when i see people from different clubs heading to our club um you know albeit like white belts blue belts whatever it is purple belts yeah. Murphy. um <laughs> um you're excited to roll yeah with you someone are who has a different game or a different experience or even just someone that you don't know a lot of their stuff a lot of their game yeah um and they might play the exact same game as you yeah but they might beat you to the mark they might they, they might not they might play at a pace that forces you to change your game yeah and um <clears throat> overall it just adds layers to the game um like personally i think connections between clubs and good relationships between clubs yeah is nothing but positive but oh, yeah, like, 100%. we'd definitely like to go into more detail in the future and kind of dive deeper into that and see to what degree it is positive and yeah. at what point it might be a bit too much is there boundaries that have to be made between clubs when mm. not so much sharing athletes yeah it's not like you're joined two clubs but you know kind of competing with each other whilst training together sometimes yeah and what i was saying as well is like for every positive surely there's a negative yeah. like there has to be a negative as well and now i'm not saying open maths are a negative thing like I think they're, I think they're great. Like they're they're fantastic. Like anyone can come um, and join in. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's not like an an exclusive thing to a club. It's it's like an all inclusive. Like that could be your first ever time doing BJJ, just showing up to an open mat. Yeah. Um, great way to see the standard of w- what like actual rolling is as well. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and like as well. I feel like we'd need somebody that has more experience with open maths to give their actual like opinion or overview on the positive and negatives of having an open mat. Um, but like just off the top of my head, you know, white belt, like this is just what I'm thinking. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, have you anything else to add there? Uh, no, I think we'll pack that away until uh, 
until we can get someone who knows more than I was thinking that a as handful well. of <laughs> open mats. Yeah, um, and hopefully we'll get a bit more experience in the time um, in the time being. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's a good topic for another day. Yeah. Um, so I suppose we'll just crack on with our experiences as well uh, with health and fitness, um, and like sort of how that was such an important and still is such an important part of our lives mm. um but coming from a point where like at the beginning it wasn't an important part of our lives really like yeah do you know um, what I mean? myself and dylan both started out um him way more so than me um <laughs> we we both started out quite unfit very unfit um, yeah, beat we, around we, the bush here. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were um, f- we were very heavy, very yeah. overweight, and yeah. um, in general, just had a poor attitude to sport and health um, and fitness. And yeah, eating and food, yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, everything like just a poor attitude towards everything, really. Yeah, and like I can't speak for both of us here, but I've changed that at least. And uh, uh <laughs> all right, okay, buddy, all right. Yeah, what, what was what was the kind of change for you? What what changed? Um, I suppose it's gonna like there wasn't like an exact moment where I was like, "Fuck, I better change this." It was more of like an accumulation of I don't want to be the fat kid anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm sick of running for twenty minutes and then just being fucking bait. Like, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but like it I suppose like when I felt like making that change of not being as heavy as I was was you know, just the simplest stuff ever, like join like I joined multiple sports. I joined soccer, I was doing GAA, doing hurling. You know, I was dropping in and doing rugby with uh dolphin, like just training sessions every now and yeah. again, like maybe one or two, like but um I suppose that sort of sparked it and then the realisation after you kinda get a little bit fitter um the realization of if i just keep doing this so, like eventually it's it's going to happen that you know i can keep progressing keep running a bit more keep you know doing all these things but like i hadn't really addressed the actual issue of nutrition mm-hmm. i kind of addressed the issue of um calories in calories out in terms of like an activity level but I hadn't addressed it in terms of am I getting the right nutrients? Obviously, I was very young, um, and I wasn't really thinking about oh, I should probably eat more fucking broccoli. Um, uh, but that was sort of my first experience with health and fitness. Um, just trying to do a multitude of different things without addressing the actual problem. Um, now I did lose. A bit of weight, like I was still overweight, like, but... Did you? <laughs> I found it again, <laughs> no worry. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then I suppose when I was, like, what's it, I'd say I was about 19 or 20. Nah, probably a bit. Yeah, probably about 19. Um, I gained a bit more weight because um, I got a bit comfortable. Do you know, like, you just get a bit comfortable after a while, so I gained a good bit of weight. Um and then I got on board with um, a nutrition, uh, uh, I suppose, what was it? Coach. Yeah, nutrition coach, yeah, yeah, or company or whatever it is. It's Nutri-King. I don't know if they're still going today. Um, so my nutritionist or coach was uh, Shauna Donovan. Um, yeah, so I went from, I think my starting weight was about 97 and a half or 96. Fuck. All right, please. <laughs> It's like 97 and a half kg. Uh, and then I cut down. My lowest was 78 kg. Um, so, you know, Sean was an invaluable asset, really opened my eyes to not really like how simple it is to to completely change your life like but he kind of opened my eyes to like if you just do the small things every day they're going to accumulate into this large thing and this large thing is what you want 
and I'm he was just kind of showing me the stepping stones to get to the large goal mm. which you know in the end really sparked my love for health and fitness and you know keeping a healthy lifestyle um and you know losing weight you know gaining weight when it's necessary and not being afraid as well to you know put on a bit of weight to get to a certain goal or whatever it is yeah. and then just losing it again like um he kind of really opened my eyes to that um and yeah i kind of just loved it ever since and then i i kind of wanted to pr- uh, pursue a career in sort of like the health and fitness aspect to it then i did my level five in recreation um sports recreation and management um and now i'm going to do a level eight um in, in in the same thing like so what what do you think was sort of your own turning point as well um and do you want to just talk a bit about that um i think i actually kind of went the opposite way to you um, okay i kind of got into the nutrition aspect first mm. um i wasn't as into sport i i had the opinion that i was just bad at sport yeah and that you were either good or bad um like i was quite heavy um i was very unconfident like confidence was through the floor yeah but i started going to the gym with my brother because i didn't really feel like going with like friends in school like yeah i, I didn't want to be the biggest whilst also being the weakest person there yeah so when i went with my brother he was um he's an old, a couple of years older than me but um he would have been a bit lighter than me and we bit by bit started kind of meeting in the middle weight wise like i started losing weight he started gaining weight yeah so it got to a point because he was after gaining weight gaining muscle he was quite a lot stronger than me um so after like kind of obsessing over youtube videos and stuff i just found that the only way i was going to catch up with him was if it was a bit more strict than he was um got very into nutrition then towards the end of um sixth year and i just changed all of my um my CAO options yeah um and I just went for biosciences um majoring in nutrition and health hmm. from there I got obsessed very quickly got a nutrition coach as well yeah um I only did about six weeks but it was the first time I had lost like deliberate weight yeah um and from there um he put me on a really good path of um looking for performance and looking for like yeah good output good quality of life better stress or better sleep less stress um and not just the number on the scales yeah and um really from there that's what kind of had me take off um i while i was studying i I, for the last four and a half years i was vegetarian yeah Um, i'm not really sure why (laughs) (laughs) i I don't have a set reason everybody always asked why yeah didn't really have one (laughs) i tried it out for like a month and then i just never bothered to have it again yeah um so i I stopped that there just like two or three days ago really (laughs) Mm. um still not used to eating multiple food groups again that i haven't for years (laughs) yeah but um yeah that just had me pursue um better performance and in looking for that i started to get into um running over lockdown um while i got into running i got really into um adventure triathlons i I really wanted to do one of them and signed up for one it was actually called off because of covid but i am i was training away like every day for it um ended up getting into some longer distance running and doing a few marathons um tried to try my hand in college at powerlifting as well um and after that just uh just going to the gym trying to get as strong as i could for a while wasn't really overly obsessed with like kind of size or weight or whatever but obviously they're they're a benefit of the whole package and um similarly to yourself i just missed the draw of competitive sport yeah that's what it was Felt like i was training for the sake of training no reason behind whether it, it like be really. running and take like three seconds off your time every week yeah or lifting and like oh hopefully the gym gets like 0.25 kg plates yeah. so i can keep adding increments yeah and um not 
dissing them sports at all. Just oh yeah, no, absolutely Jesus. acknowledging that they're not for me. Um, they're the sort of foundations that built us to what we're doing now. Like, do you know? What yeah, I mean? so and give us a really good base of like fitness and strength. Yeah, with which to apply to jujitsu, but yeah. it's it's definitely not something that I could see myself pursuing going on for like a decade at a time. Yeah. Whereas in jujitsu, I see like each decade as like a chapter going yeah. forward. Despite the fact that I'm really new to it, yeah, I see each like couple of years as not even as a belt. Yeah, I might not get them. I, I might surpass them, but each one as like a chapter of oh, I'm going to get this good. Yeah, and I, I, like I'm not worried about the fucking belt that I get. Like I just want to get better than I was yeah, yesterday. Like absolutely, you know I mean? and there's tons of people that like whether you're going for a medal. Yeah. Whether you're going to test your skills or whether you're going just for the sake of competing, yeah, they compete regularly and they compete at different types of competitions, which I love. Yeah, like you obviously have the gi and no gi, but then you have like submission only events. Yeah, um, you've timed and um, refereed events that go by points. There's mm. IBJJF rules or yeah. ADCC. Um, ADCC rules. There's loads of different rule sets. Yeah, and it's just a whole whirlpool of getting to try out each of them kind of flavors of jiu-jitsu <laughs> yeah um i suppose actually it was a bit interesting as well to see like the sort of connectivity between our two different approach approaches to health and uh, fitness and where it brought us now so you focused on the nutrition a bit more than me and now you're a nutritionist and i focused on you know the exercise and sports side to it and now, and now i'm fat. in exercise and sports like oh yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i just thought that was interesting there like it was the first time i ever actually made that connection in my head yeah i've i've never actually made that that connection i was just like oh i don't know i just i just like it like yeah do you know what we, i mean we were going to these classes yeah. day in day out yeah and not making the acknowledgement that like oh yeah Jesus he's doing the practical application of it and I'm I'm doing the the kind of fueling of it yeah but never really acknowledging it like yeah that that's something that we might be interested in in the future or something like that yeah um but yeah like then I suppose from our transition from doing these like bodybuilding centric um exercises and being involved in that sort of a space our transition into combat sports bjj um and our opinions on that so far um major opinion that stands out from my standpoint anyway yeah is that um bjj or mma combat sports in general they they seem to be a lot more inclusive with regards to competition yeah like to a certain degree you can't compete at powerlifting depending on your genetics or yeah or whatever like there's always a barrier are, or something you are going to get even if you spend years getting to the point where you're as strong as you possibly can be yeah if someone else does that as well and just Has genetically genetics. is like a <clears throat> better sized do you know they're the same weight but yeah. they have shorter legs so their deadlift is just easier it's just a shorter range of motion yeah they have a bigger chest so um easier range of motion on a bench press like yeah. there are going to be huge advantages that are very hard to overcome yeah uh, same with running like yeah i enjoyed running but i am not built like an ethiopian <laughs> yeah i know, I, know what you're saying. I never will be yeah um but in jujitsu <laughs> you see even in your own gym even in a room full of white belts yeah it's so about playing your game as best you can yeah that you could be damn near geriatric but if you have a good game and you can force your someone's hand in that yeah you you can control someone dominate them yeah. like really take hold of the competition yeah um you, you saw that uh, at our first tournament there up in Limerick um, mm. it was the Irish Interversities yeah. um, there was a fella who although he didn't seem as technical as advanced on the ground or anything he had one hell 
of a standing guillotine. Yeah, and I he know. would have crushed a hippo's skull with that thing. <laughs> and he breezed through most of the competition. I know. Because he was very good at his game. Yeah. Despite the fact that there was these fellas throwing up guards left, right, and center. Like, yeah. it was the under six months white belt category. And these fellas were doing like deep delahivas and like yeah. spinning to the back. I didn't even know what a delahiva was at the time. Yeah. And this fella just choked him. <laughs> he just stood up and squeezed <laughs> their head. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, just the fact that it's it's really open to any body type, any age, yeah. any like kind of inclination towards mm. physicality. There's a lot of people who just aren't very physical yeah and not everyone has to do some big ass cartwheel over someone's guard yeah and you can see that even in our gym as well like you can sit down at the start of a match if you want it's, yeah it really is open to so many different types like yeah and i'd encourage everyone to come down and give it a try at least once like yeah. i know especially for for me um it was pretty life-changing like um coming from always doing something on my own going to the gym on my own doing all that sort of loner stuff to to coming into and talk and doing the uh beginners um course there um and just sort of being included in the club again was was a good feeling mm. and sort of although you are there for yourself you're there for the fucking team as well like do you know what i mean yeah you're there for everybody else but like you're also there's also that sort of individual aspect to it as well where you're kind of focused on improving yourself but like if i if i can help the other fella that i'm drilling with as well great like i i, I love helping people as well yeah um but yeah my my opinion on on bjj combat sports as well so far well, I love it, like, um, I love getting down here for, for the couple of hours, even, like, the social aspect of it, um, coming to new gyms, meeting new people, you know, having different conversations, like, everybody has their own story as well, um, about how they started, people coming from different backgrounds, uh, different demographics, you know. Uh, yeah, like feeling like, like we felt like we were so late to the game. Yeah. Starting at 23. Yeah. And there's fellas that like, they're, they're whipping around the gym that started two or three months before us. Yeah. And we only just realized that they're like 30. Yeah. And, and we're like, they're like, oh, I'm so delighted I started it now and didn't leave it off. Yeah. And we're here seven years before I'm like, damn are we like late to the party now yeah and it like it just kind of shows again that like there's a spot for everyone like it, it really just doesn't matter what your background is because yeah if you can play for the thing that you want to get out of it like golden like yeah you're just <laughs> the, the answers are all there for it yeah the answers are there you just need to come to the gym and figure it out like sort yeah. of a thing and you need to be consistent with it as well always getting in when you can obviously there's different things that get in the way you know your work life or your social life will always get in the way you might not be able to make every training session but if you can get to one or two training sessions in the week like it's better than not going to any in the week yeah they um, might even open the door for more you might find it more of a priority yeah or you might be able to make time somewhere else yeah um and that comes back then to the open mats as well like making time to go to different clubs and meet different people and yeah. kind of figure out share the knowledge around share yeah share your experience and absolutely roll with a higher belt like yeah. get some experience from someone else they're yeah. going to pass your guard they're going to sweep you <coughs> they're gonna submit you but if, if if you're like decent towards them if you're nice yeah and if you just say oh how to do never that. show me how yeah. you passed that like you can't expect everyone to be a teacher but like i yeah. have yet to come across someone who wasn't so enthusiastic to show you their favorite pass <laughs> yeah i know and even i've i've learned off white belts as well yeah um pk in the gym um got me in some dirty triangle um and i was like how the fuck did you do that and he was so happy that someone asked him how he did it he learned it with um is that MMA Cork he's with? Yeah. Um, yeah, he learned it up in MMA Cork. It was, uh, it was very good. 
Um, but yeah, so I suppose my opinion on it so far is that we're still growing. We're still trying to soak up all the knowledge that we can. Um, and we're still learning every day. Um, as Sean says, like, you know, the hardest belt you'll get is the white belt. Is because not a lot of people are starting. Yeah. Um, so you're a newbie when you're a white belt, but you're also a newbie when you're a black belt. That's what he was saying. And yeah. you can just start your journey again at any time. Um, and it's just a continuous cycle, um, which is fantastic to hear. Because especially a newbie at a blue belt, because like wrist locks and yeah ankle locks and coming so. into completely new rules <laughs> yeah coming into the completely new rule set like heel hugs heel hugs <laughs> Jesus um but yeah like just you know just always kind of coming out and learning something new yeah um, and just having that finding the takeaway even if it's yeah. not a new submission that you're learning yeah just maybe realising that you don't have a gas tank yeah that's a takeaway it's something to work on but it's something that you learned <laughs> yeah um, and just striving to learn more and achieve more hmm. um, but yeah then like our ultimate goals for ourselves be like obviously in, in the combat BJJ sort of scene I'd love to see myself in 10-12 years being a black belt and being what these other higher belts were for me and sort of feeding my knowledge of what I've learned from white belt to whatever belt I am, purple belt, blue belt, brown belt, black belt, and just feeding my information to these new white belts um, and just being the person that I wanted in my gym. Do you know what I mean? Um, and just, yeah, giving people these informations, not gatekeeping things, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like that's the ultimate goal. Obviously, um, we'll see. I'd like to to own my own gym as well at some point. Um, but you know, things happen, plans change. Um, yeah, we'll see how we get on. As long as I'm still in the game and I still want to be learning more, achieving more, being more, um, and just finding myself, you know. Uh, so that's sort of my ultimate goal then for for BJJ. Um, I'd soft compared to my goal. Yeah, Hob Gracie, they're going to be calling me. Yeah, they are. Hob yeah. Machado. <laughs> 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 oh. They're they're going to be whispering that name in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'd um I'd like to experience as much of jiu-jitsu or combat sports as i could um can't say i have too much aspirations for mma just because i haven't done enough of it yet yeah but um at least with regards to jiu-jitsu i'd love to just experience as much of it as i can both in competing um hopefully at every belt as i transgress through them um but as well as that um ideally doing what we're doing now like yeah. getting involved in the scene outside of just our own training yeah uh making a lot of friends in it um, making the connections uh, like like i'm actually making a transition myself to combat sports nutrition at the yeah. moment so i'd love to work with some athletes on kind of improving the standard of performance nutrition or performance through nutrition yeah in jiu-jitsu um perfecting weight cuts a little bit better um, I know it's hugely like well researched in MMA and in like wrestling and stuff, mm. but weight cuts are done a little bit blindly at the moment in jiu jitsu. Yeah. I'd love to kind of tidy that up and bring on the standard, kind of give back to the sport a little bit if I could. Yeah. Um, as well as ideally at some point experience um, teaching, being involved in yeah, teams, uh, well. competing with other people, but going to competitions and helping mentor people at them as well yeah so um i suppose the, the ultimate goal is to just get as involved as i can in yeah. each kind of area of it and we'll see from there as you said plans change but um yeah for now that's the plan that's the that's the goal anyway for now but um yeah so sort of similar enough there um just being as involved as we can in the scene yeah. Um and sort of giving back and being the people that we wanted to be in our gym, do you know. Um yeah. and people that we, we see these attitudes around. Yeah. That's why we want to bring 
like more recognition yeah. to the people in the sport that are in this area yeah um but it's not to say that we don't want to be part of that as well yeah like the whole point is that we learn from these people and get to give back what little we have to give back as well yeah so um i suppose we'll conclude on that will we yeah probably um, wrap it up um yeah. definitely a lot to come from the irish mma scene yeah um there's a, a lot that we hope that this podcast can fit into yeah um both with regards to giving more um acknowledgement to news and events yeah in irish jiu-jitsu and mma as well as giving a better spotlight or platform to uh local athletes that can really speak about the volumes of like training um, and the difference between regular and elite athletes and the difference of competition Mm -hmm. that's seen here whereas um, it's seen internationally and and where the Irish standard kind of fits into that yeah and just getting more like informed opinions on certain topics uh, like myself and Rob were talking about um, sort of women in combat sports um, yeah sort of especially with um ain't up producing like a, a full team of women that are competing yeah left right and center yeah um it's fantastic the standard see. of yvonne's team up there is just fantastic um we have a girl in our gym as well she's great friends with them yeah. um and she, she's just bullying to compete with them at every stage yeah because the standard is really high yeah but there's also other factors that like aren't as highlighted in women's combat sport, um, at least from our own perspectives and from the perspectives of a few women that are like kind of new to the sport or just getting in, mm. um, such as things like weight cuts that just won't be as straightforward as um, your average male competitor's weight cuts or the considerations around them. Yeah, and it's definitely, we definitely need to get someone on. Um to talk about that and highlight all these things that maybe even the things that we aren't thinking about because we're not in that position absolutely you know I mean? um so yeah is there anything else to to conclude there with or no um happy enough say wrap up yeah <laughs> yeah so there you have it this has been the keep rolling podcast um i hope you enjoyed your listening um and we'll be back next week with another episode